Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the sixth week of Easter, in the day after the Ascension of our Lord. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Hebrews chapter 7, beginning this morning at verse 1. This Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of Most High God, met Abraham as he was returning from defeating the kings and blessed him. And to him Abraham apportioned one-tenth of everything. His name in the first place means king of righteousness. Next, he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. See how great he is. Even Abraham, the patriarch, gave him a tenth of the spoils. And those descendants of Levi, who received the priestly office, have a commandment in the law to collect tithes from the people, that is, from their kindred, through these also, though these are also our descendant from Abraham. But this man, who does not belong to their ancestry, collected tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had received the promises. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. In one case, tithes are received by those who are mortal. In the other, by one of whom it is testified that he lives. One might even say that Levi himself, who receives tithes, pays tithe, paid tithes through Abraham, for he was still in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. I'm not going to pretend that this reading and some other portions of Hebrews are a little hard to follow. It'll probably take a little bit of time and effort to sift through the many references and connections that the writer has made to argue the point or to build this case or to teach us and expand uh, on who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. But I think we can discern the main thrust of this section without too much trouble, with just a little poking. We can read about the meeting of Melchizedek and Abraham in Genesis chapter 14. 
but it is a reference to Melchizedek that we find in Psalm 110 that I think is in the forefront here and, and certainly will be for the rest of this chapter. Perhaps as early as the days right after Jesus' resurrection, maybe Jesus himself in his teaching of the disciples after he had been raised from the dead uh, gives to them that Psalm 110 is speaking about Jesus and his enthronement as priest and king at God's right hand. Here's Psalm 110, just so we have it in front of us. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends out from Zion your mighty scepter, rule in the midst of your foes. Your people will offer themselves willingly on the day you lead your forces on the holy mountain. From the womb of the morning, like dew, your youth will come to you. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter the kings of the kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter heads over the wide earth. He will drink from the stream by the path. Therefore, he will lift up his head. So what the preacher would have us learn is that Melchizedek, who blesses Abraham and accepts Abraham's tithe, is a figure of Christ that we see fulfilled and completed in Jesus. And in Jesus Christ, Abraham has both received God's blessing and responded by faith, but he's also had that promise fulfilled by the righteous Son of God through Jesus' own death and resurrection. So it's not Abraham or Moses or Aaron or Levi who stand as the father of Jesus or who stand superior to Jesus, but it is Jesus who has always been the son of righteousness and the son of God who now sits enthroned over and above all these, the ones who have by faith bowed their knee to worship and honor the Lord. We are given, then, an inspired exposition of what it means to say that Jesus has ascended and now rules as priest and king at God's right hand over all of God's creation, as it says was God's plan from the beginning. The question, though, that remains open, however, is what that knowledge means for us in our life together in Christ Jesus here and now. For that, we're going to have to wait until the preacher gets to the therefore, We'll have to wait some time for that, however, because there's still much to be taught and much to learn along the way. But as we reach the end of this week in which we celebrated Jesus' ascension, we are assured from the beginning of Scripture to its end that by putting our faith and trust, our love and allegiance in Christ Jesus our Lord, we have put them in the right place and that we have learned then Fear, love, and trust God above all things by trusting in Christ alone. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies. 
free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of your life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, our president, our members of Congress, those who serve as judges, for governors, for mayors, for state legislatures and city council, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who are mourning the loss of children, loved ones, parents, friends, due to violence, for all who are working for peace in international harmony for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and abide with you forever. Amen. Now go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.